to the next podcast. Who's next? Who's next? That was beautiful. And I'm going to say this is Who's Next Podcast. Uh, We've been definitely into Resident Evil 8 a lot. This will be a heavy Resident Evil episode. Uh, I've got Kevin with me. Yeah, heavy heavy spoilers for this episode. Yeah, so just jumping right in on spoilers and everything. Just so you know, up front. um, So there you go. Now, I'm at the end, but I haven't beat it yet. I've been doing Village of Shadows mode, uh, just like Kev here. Um, I've gotten up to her fourth, uh, variation. That's as far as I've gotten on Miranda. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, I've gotten to where she kind of, well, I don't know when you say your fourth variation, but I think the fourth one is like, she makes everything go dark. Did she starts trying to freaking attack you like from the fucking darkness? It almost uh, reminds me of uh, Murgo's wet nurse. Yeah, she's kind of got the same move in uh in Bloodburn in Bloodborne. Mm. Um, yeah, past that though. So once the light comes back on, because it does, she yeah. mixes all of her variations together. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I just died at. Okay, uh, that's probably got to be the final phase then. It's yeah. got to be. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Because if that's not the final phase, then this fucking boss fight is ridiculously long, it feels like. I don't know, man. I think, uh, I still think a uh, good old bog frog, shout out to uh, Moonwitch, naming, uh, naming him that, was probably the longest boss fight. Just pure, yeah. just ammo. Like, even the way you cheesed him out, like, dude, it still took forever. That's a 15-minute fight. Oh, yeah. And you was, like, popping headshots, hitting them with grenades. You had way more weapons than I did, so you was explosives and everything, and it was, like, still going. I ended up using... I mean, you've seen how much ammo and stuff I'd saved. And I know it looked like I got, like, a lot of ammo and stuff on my run, but that was only just because I saved for that specific fight, and I tried to get as much as I could because you were saying you you were having so much trouble with it. The reason for you to why, be stuck on that boss. Yeah, the, the the boss was not actually that difficult f- to me. Like, I literally knifed him for 30 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes of just going around knifing him after um, after I used up all my ammo. He was on his final form, like his final variation. And um, I would, I would like, poke his head out. He'd spew his acid. Then I'd run up on him and slice him. And I did that for like 30 minutes, dude. And nothing. They wouldn't give me nothing. And then I ended up dying. Yeah. So I didn't, he he got stuck in that area for me sometimes. That's why I kept kind of dancing around the area because I knew when he did his rush attack, he would get stuck there and that would give me a shot. But he didn't stay stuck there. He always walked around. So I don't Mm. know. But you know what I noticed? I noticed the PC version. And again, uh, people listen, this is all Resident Evil 8. We're kind of jumping around talking about bosses and stuff. I said Bog Frog. That's what? Monroe? Monroe? Monroe. Monroe, yeah. Monroe. He's the uh, the one in the lake where you drain the lake and um, 
he, he you fight him there. Um, he was a particular long fight for me, but the reason why was because I just didn't have enough ammo. I didn't realize that. So I, when I reset and like went back to an earlier save and got back there, I I did it like on my first try. Like yeah, psh, yeah. Through. I mean, by then you already knew the fight like really mm -hmm. well. It took me like, like I said a couple of hours to learn the fight, like to really learn everything, like what how his AI and everything acts. That's why I was able to kind of get him stuck there and cheese him. Yeah. Like that, because um, when he lunges at you and he does his, he tries to do like his melee attack. When you get close, he'll stick his tongue out mm -hmm. and you can just fucking blast him. And that's where he's like, he, he just takes more damage. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the interesting thing about that fight, because now that I'm at the end, I've started looking at like a lot of the speedrunners and stuff and the strats they have for this, because they've already got speedruns out for this. If you look in my, um, my Discord, um, Nightcap Maiden, which is our, our friend Juniper, she already posted a run from Distortion 2, which is, he's known for speedrunning hard games. Every time a hard game comes out, whether it's Souls or freaking Neo or something, he he's speedrunning it, right? And he's like one of the first people to usually break down the game. Um, mm. He's got a run right now that's like, I said, I think I told you last night, it was like... Um, two hours, I think? Two hours, yeah, two hours and 15. Well, the videos uh, she just posted in my Discord, it says an hour 57. Damn. Yeah, so uh, he—they've already broken down this game. How right? how are they breaking it down that way? At least with well, that fight, did you watch that one or just name one of the fights you might have seen? How are they clipping through it? Well, I haven't watched any of his runs yet, right? But I have. There's this another dude that I watch on YouTube called Waifu Runs. He does a good job of explaining the game, like the mechanics of the game, because what they'll do on PC is they'll get the PC version and they'll use tools to be able to analyze like the memory data of the game so they can see things about the game. Like Monroe, he has 27,000 HP, which is mm -hmm. why this false fight takes so long. And he was saying that on average, most people take about 15 minutes, even your first time, mm -hmm. just um, to, to kill this boss, even on um, like normal or just like Village of Shadow, just because of his, uh, his raw HP pool, he usually takes around 15 minutes just to kill. And he mentioned that little strat that I used, but that was after I'd already figured it out because it's a fairly easy thing to figure out. Like, his AI gets stuck there, like you said, sometimes. And he did that with me, and that's how I was like, oh, he gets stuck here. I wonder if I can make him stay there. And I kind of figured out how to get him to stay there mm. and, and cheesing a little bit. I noticed there's a few glitches, actually, with the PC version. So I noticed that he would get stuck there for you, and I was watching another guy do a, do a run on PC, and the first sister... The first sister that you fight, um, mm -hmm. or the first daughter, I say, of the three sisters that you fight, he couldn't, he like couldn't beat that girl until she glitched into a wall. She just kept running into a wall and he just sh shot her up and she died. She stayed stuck there. Yeah. So like, that's how he passed it. So like, I don't, I don't know if it's a, another thing too. Cause I'm going to ask you a few questions about your run. Cause I'm, I'm confused on how you got so much ammo. Um, there's another part after, uh, what was it? When you crawl under the tractor in the yeah. village and you go right and you got to pass by all those wolves. Now in that, in that fight, um, there's two helmeted armored wolves with a couple other wolves. It's a, it's a tough spot to run through. I, I ran through it, but I had to use some pipe bombs to throw them, to, to blow them out, 
and then get that gave me enough time to run in and and climb because you didn't have your grenade launcher yet you don't get yeah. that till a little later so i ran through it without it and climbed up and got it that way and then uh climbed over it and like when he did the run he had the two wolves at first and then all of a sudden it was just like one wolf or i don't, actually i think he didn't even have an armored wolf he just had a, a few other like wolves it just it just didn't populate and i was like what so pc definitely seems a little shoddy because like on the playstation 5 is what i've been playing on and it's been every time i reload in it's been point on so i don't i don't know it's been crazy so i that's why i was curious to see more of your gameplay i'm, I'm wondering how much of it uh if you've experienced any more like glitches or anything like that because for the ps5 run I, i've it's been fairly flawless and, and i've heard people say like this game felt like it was built for the playstation uh, i don't really i don't know if people call them glitches i haven't really ran into like any glitches per se and shit like well, what do you like, call um, that then when like a boss just runs into a wall until you shoot her to death you know well that's like just taking advantage of the ai right like i guess you would i guess in some ways but, it's like a glitch but it's yeah. not, it's more like just he didn't do it on purpose oh. though it, she just got stuck there like permanently it glitched out like yeah. if she never gets stuck like that yeah well that was a glitch like if the boss yeah. gets stuck inside the wall like the because i don't know if he could recreate like, that yeah unless you've yeah, seen yeah, it i don't know if it's recreate yeah yeah i don't know if it's recreatable or anything or something or anything like that has the ps5 version gotten any patches yet because I don't think the Steam version has gotten any patches. Yet. No, not that I'm aware of. I haven't seen any like updates and stuff for the okay. uh, for my version. So yet. they might, they haven't coming out with any bug patches or anything yet. I haven't um, run into I too think many that, bug issues. The the weirdest know. buggy thing I, I felt to me was actually the uh, the fight we were talking about before with Monroe. Yeah. Because he would shoot the asset, and there's a moment where he shoots it really far, but it feels like it goes through the building when it, like yeah oh yeah the hitbox will go through the buildings and shit that's mm. why you seen me when i was doing my little cheese strategy on him that i was trying to be very careful and very precise about where i stood because the hitbox and the acid oh, you got hit you got hit almost every time uh, i found a way to dodge that i found a way to get around it but even that was kind of imperfect because sometimes i still would get hit but there was a way to where you can activate the attack and you can run around the house, and by the time you make it around, you don't get hit by the acid, and you're right there when he's done, and you can shoot him in the face as he sits there. So that was my strat for how to do that. I saw you, you would run around, but most of the time you got hit. I think there was one time you were able to pass it, but you got hit pretty good by by that acid thing, because it's tough to, to get around. Because like you said, it, it goes well, through the fucking building. Yeah, it it can. Like in his last phase when he starts shooting it really far. Yeah. Like he went around he got unstuck and he went around the building and I yep. had to like chase him back around the building to try to get him to get stuck again cuz yeah. I wanted um to get him stuck back there and like yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the acid will go through the building, but once you get him stuck there and he does his uh you can bait him into certain attacks. Yeah. And as long as you can bait him into like doing those certain attacks, it's a pretty like safe strat. But there's better strats. Like like I said, the the guy I was watching, Waifu Runs, he talks about that strat and he says it's not actually a good speedrun strat because it's still way slower than the speedrun strat for that mm -hmm. boss. Mm -hmm. Um and the it's not like very like safe for like I was saying, like you were saying, like I did get hit a couple of times and everything, depending on where I was standing. 
the speedrun strat for Monroe is actually to take nine mines. This is on Village of Shadows. To take nine mines and that first barrel. I don't know if you remember that first barrel when I ran from him mm-hmm. and I sat the mine over there by that first barrel that I did. That barrel right there, you lure Monroe over there and you place nine mines around that barrel and you're getting to lunge at you and kind of stick his tongue out. And when all the nines explode with the barrel, because the barrels do 1,500 damage to him. Mm. Um, yeah, but when they explode with the barrel, it ends up doing like three quarters of his health damage. Or some mm. shit like that. It ends up doing like way more damage because his tongue takes three times as much damage as his body does. Oh, Because uh, that's his weak point. Yeah. And they it speeds up the fight a lot mm. from what I've seen them do. And this is like the kind of shit they're figuring out with this game. Just like with the the lady, the kind of skip back to like the first boss fight. Like a lot of people think Lady Dimitrescu is going to be like the main antagonist from the way that Capcom was framing her, where mm. they were buying into the all of the memes of her, which I think was a pretty good strategy, pretty smart. But she ends yeah. up being like the first boss fight. Mm. But the thing about her boss fight is she's only got 7,000 HP, which that's funny to say considering we both felt like we were going to run out of ammo. Well, see, we that's where it. my yeah. question comes because when I finished that fight, I had zero ammo. I knifed her to death. That's how I had to get through it. When you talked to me, you said you didn't know if you had enough ammo to get through the fight. So my question is, how did you get through that fight and then come fully loaded? Because, like, I know the next boss is the doll, and that doesn't take any ammo at all. You don't, you don't yeah. really have to shoot much at all other than maybe if you're going to take out some enemies. So my question is, how did you get that much ammo without using almost any of your lockpicks? Because you had six of them for the Monroe, and those lockpicks typically are what give you a lot of ammo. Like, I only had two, I think at the Monroe fight because I've been using them and getting everything around. So like, how did you go from what I would say almost zero ammo from Lady Dimitrescu to like six, seven, you had like six, seven mines, about five, something, six pipe bombs. You had about like 45 sniper, 45 shotgun, about almost a hundred something handgun bullets. That's like a lot. And, like, I know I've used some to get through some of the areas, but, like, in the village area, you can run around a bit of it, and you collect the the ammo. I just, I didn't realize that much, especially if you're not using lockpicks. So, like, was there an area you found that had, like, what, how did you get past the Dimitrescu fight? And then how did you build up to that by the time you got there, because, and I noticed too, you didn't have any magnum ammo, which I thought was strange, or like a bullet. I think I had like almost four bullets of magnum ammo by the time I got to Monroe, which I also thought was strange. So I was curious on what was your strats. Well, uh, I'm trying to remember what I did for Lady Dimitrescu. I ended up using, I think, almost all of my shotgun ammo, I think I did, and like, a good bit of my handgun ammo. I think I only had like 20 handgun bullets or something like that, like left. Um, I actually have the video of my Dimitrescu fight. I need to, I haven't put it up. I never put it up on our um, Facebook page, but I actually have the video of it, of the fight. But I, and I think I ended up having like maybe, like I said, like 20 handgun bullets and like maybe um, like a couple of like sniper bullets left over from that fight. Because, like, I almost used all of it. Like, I almost ended up using all of it, right? And then I was gotten past that part. And when we started talking about the, the, the Monroe fight, I'd actually just 
that was right before I started going to the dollhouse, right? And you were telling me, man, you got to say, you better save everything you can for this fight because this fight is, is really freaking long and everything. And I was like, okay. So I started trying to find, I went around the village, was, was the first thing I did. Before I ever went to the, um, the dollhouse, I went back into the village and I started trying to find everything I could. You have to right. go through the village first because you got to get yeah. the key to open up the door to go to the dollhouse. Yeah. Dollhouse. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go to the house with like the red chimney and shit. So I started scouring the village trying to turn find as much shit as I possibly could. All right. And the funny thing is, is that even though it's hard, like to kill like some things, the enemies in this game, when you kill them, they drop like crafting ammo and, and they crowd they drop like a good bit of money and everything so i tried to find like opportunities where i could kill things and it would almost be worth it but if it like it would because you got to really find like um enemies that are worth it like if you kill just like the basic werewolves that's not going to be worth it. you're just going to be wasting your ammo right but like i was telling you like the big werewolves like the full werewolves and stuff or like the um the gargoyles, the little flying enemies and shit, like if you kill them, they drop like a shit ton of money or like they'll drop like a good bit of um, crafting materials and shit like that. And I feel like, oh, well. Yeah, I'm for me though, that. I mostly did not get that. I actually did kill some of those. Um, all I would get is money and money is kind of useless at, at a certain point because the, the Duke only sells you so much ammo and then he shuts the store down like he's out. So you only get X amount of ammo that way. Uh, even yeah. with the crafting materials, like, like were you farming crafting materials? Is that what was going on? Because I thought that after you, you kill the X amount of enemies, they don't really come back until later in the game. Like when you go back again, when something else happens, they come back. There's only a handful of enemies, and it's a random shot that they give you items to craft with and with the items to craft with if you craft a bunch of mines well you might not be able to craft shotgun shells now there's a balance to it the way that you had exactly all the ammo and all the mines like equally across i we definitely had two different gameplay experiences is all i can say because like there's no way i can really see how because i i bought out the duke every time except for the machine shop by the machine shop I was rough on money because that shit was expensive. And I decided to buy in on my Magnum and I'm banking on the Magnum and I am I think it will be worth it because it's going to save me with this Miranda fight, I think. Um, try and save it to the end and then take her out that way. But um, with me with me doing that, like I decided not to do the upgrade on the pistol because like even if you sell it, he, he buys it for less and sells it back for more. Now... There is one thing, you know what, I didn't consider that that is what fucked me. And I think it's what helped you here. Uh, but it doesn't explain the ammo thing to me because my playthrough, it's just not matching up. It's weird. I don't know what the difference is between PC and PS5, but it's crazy. Uh, but one thing I noticed that is that I did rebuy my pistol again. And I forgot about that. And if I wouldn't have done that, I might have had more money to buy the upgraded pistol. Because what I did was I sold my pistol and took the the uh, Samurai Edge uh, to be able to buy mines, to create mines, because I needed a mine and a pipe bomb to help me take down that first daughter. Because in that tiny room, she jumps you with the two enemies. Right? Yeah. So 
I used the pipe bomb and a mine, and that helped take out the two enemies and do some damage to her. And then when we were one-on-one, I kept my guard up and just kept pushing her back and, and shooting her and then in that room until she died. So that's how I ended up taking her out. She was a rough one, though. She took me a while. Um, But like, like I'm saying, like there's a balance to it. Like you don't like it takes some ammo takes crafting material from others. So was there a place you're able to farm or like uh, I can't it's it's I can't even see how you got that lucky of it. It's a it was a lot of well, you might not have used as many mines as me. So that's true. But if you were taking down big enemies, if you're telling me that was your strat. Then you shouldn't have had that much ammo then I would think. Because there's a limit to the crafting materials you get, and it takes a lot of ammo to take down these guys, especially if you're going after the big ones and not the small ones. So I don't know. And then you're not using any lockpicks. So you weren't finding everything just yet. You know? So I don't know, man. It, it, I feel like there was a different experience there. It just kind of blew me away when I saw your inventory. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it worked out that way. But I do know that they give you... I was looking at the differences between the difficulty, and it seems like they give you the same amount of items on every difficulty. Like, the items don't get scarcer on each difficulty. Like the like they would did in um, RE2 Remake and, like... Um, well, I'm not very RE7. concerned about that, dude. We're playing the same difficulty, yeah. from my understanding, so that doesn't matter. I'm comparing it to my experience, not to an easier difficulty. Right. So I don't, I don't know. It's like I said, like, I don't know. Maybe it just snowballed from like, because I did get the deluxe edition. I got a couple of extra ammo things out of that. And then, like I said, I would, I would kill things, but not like a lot. Like I said, like I would only kill like certain enemies. I would try to. Um, mostly like the enemies that I knew, they would drop like a lot of money or they drop like a lot of stuff because I wanted to upgrade my guns. That was like kind of one of my focuses. It's like, all right, if I can upgrade my guns, then this will make this easy difficulty a lot easier for me the the quicker i can upgrade my guns so like when i saw gargoyles and stuff i'd be like okay well this kind of might be worth it for me to kill them because they drop like a shit ton of money right or like the um the treasures that drop for like some of the uh the harder enemies like it's well, worth it for the upgrade of the guns because the stronger point, your guns are the less ammo you're going to use yeah to, to kill well, things to that point i always had my guns fully leveled up that wasn't an issue either uh, every time he, I had I had money every time I came to him except for the, the machine gun, uh, the machine shop. That was the only time I actually like, oh shit, I can't buy everything he's selling. Every other time I was able Would to you, buy uh, it up front. Did you were you up, were you able to upgrade everything, or were you just focusing it on power? Well, it doesn't really... I was able to get both my my fire rate and my reload speed upgraded as well as well as my power yeah i know but uh uh yeah actually i want to say yes uh i might not have upgraded like a reload speed of shotgun and stuff but that doesn't matter either because all that matters is i always went to power first and then i would do the other stuff as it came when you're talking about how much damage is going to take you're not saving ammo by having a bigger clip size you're not saving ammo by anything but extra power Extra power, you're right, would uh, technically help you save ammo because you need less of it to take down an enemy. So for right. sure, for sure. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't like, know. It just kind of, I guess it just kind of worked out a little differently because I don't have that much ammo right now. Like you, uh, you said, I had a lot of ammo and everything, and I just well, saved when up, you went I to fight Monroe, I... that's yeah. where it was a lot. That's the only 
thing I was saying because I was looking back at my build too, and um, see, I had about six mines, but after I collected the mines in the the boss fight, you had a lot of that shit before you even dropped down. So that's what was crazy. Like I built close to that inventory, but I still didn't have like the sniper rounds or the pistol rounds like that I saw you had. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it didn't make sense because if you weren't getting it, because you're not picking up everything, clearly, because you didn't even use the lock picks. So that tells me that you probably missed some things before you got there. Um, I'm assuming. And even if you killed all the big enemies, like there's not, there's not that many big enemies in between Dimitrescu and that, and no matter how much money you have, that doesn't matter. Like, right after Dimitrescu, I leveled up all my fucking guns right off the bat. Of at least the power stuff at first. Then I did the other stuff. But that doesn't that doesn't matter to anything. Like, and I bought out all his ammo and everything until he was done. Then he doesn't sell you anything anymore. There's a limit to it. So, I don't know, man. I'd be interested just to see your gameplay. That's all. Because like, I want to see what I did wrong. Because you definitely did it right. Apparently, like, I mean, you. You made it through with a shit ton of ammo for that boss. Like that was that was awesome. Like and you took him down pretty easy. You had a good strap for it. I'm glad he took you a lot less. Me, I was just stubborn. It took me so long because I just didn't want to accept to go back. I should have just went back and redid it and I would have been done that fight like two days ago. <laughs> like, you know, I would have been done that fight way sooner. Right. But I thought, no, 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 I can do it. I I just gotta be better at it. Just gotta be better at it. Because I was like, nah, man, I think I'm pretty good with ammo. Because I wasn't, like, terrible with ammo when I went and fought him. I haven't uploaded my fight. I'll do that in a minute. I wasn't terrible with ammo. But, I mean, I don't think I had it like you did. So, I don't remember. Because I remember after, like, when I jumped in, I might have had maybe 10 shotgun shells or something like that. Uh, I, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think... Um... I think we had to be kind of close, right? Like between, I don't think I could have had that much more ammo than you at that during that fight because, like I said, you get the same amount of ammo in the in the in the in the run, right? Because so I mean, we had to be close. I just had to be kind of saving mine more than yours, and then maybe the way I had my inventory organized, it might have looked like more because I had like maybe two clips. I had like two clips of um, sniper ammo. I had did have a lot of handgun ammo because I was barely using my handgun. I did have like a hundred something bullets of handgun ammo, but it takes like fucking forty shots to kill one thing with the handgun, so I wasn't really using it, you know. Um, and then for my shotgun, I had like two, I had like two clips of, of like shotgun ammo and stuff like that. So I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it just looked like a lot, a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to see if I can pull up if I if I looked at mine. Because I'm pulling up one of my boss boss runs against them just to see. Because I'm curious to see. Let's see. My pistol ammo. And I'm already down. Let's see if I pull the trigger right here. Because I'm looking at one of my old ones. And let's see. All right. I had 40 bullets. I had 56 bullets. I had 40 in, in, in spare. And I had 16 in the clip. And I haven't picked up everything from the dude. Oh, no. I had 13 bullets. I had 13 and 17 in the clip. When I went and picked up bullets, when I dropped down, is when I actually got up there. Now I'm at 20. That was just handgun. So that's how little I had of handgun. Um, I don't know if I'm going to press triangle. Let's see. Right. 
Okay. I'm curious to no, see. I didn't, I didn't fight any of the enemies in um in Monroe's territory. I just saved all of the ammo. Well, that Monroe I didn't really Monroe. have any enemies, and I didn't really fight them either because I ran yeah. past them. I ran past for the yellow ladder. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like the in the beginning with the boat, like I just ran and I grabbed the boat key and I just ran to the to to the boat. And I just gra- I just tried to grab everything that I could. Like I said, I was yeah. trying to save as much ammo as I possibly could. All right, hold on. Oh, whoa, 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 there we go. All right, this is what I had. And this is after I picked up all the items from Monroe. Let's see here. I had 12 shotgun shells plus, a, in the clip I had six. I had, oops, let's see here. Um... Uh, I had about 46 handgun bullets, three mines, three pipe bombs. I had five, uh, six grenade launchers, two health, and, um, shit, uh, nine bullets, a sniper plus nine. Let's see. I have yours. I pull up yours, too. Let's see. You had... All right. Let me find it because you did it right at the beginning. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. I showed what I had. I have, yeah. I'm looking you at had, it here. I have like four clips, four full clips of, of handgun 30, ammo. 60, 90, 120. Then you have 15, 30, 41. Well, you had over 50 bullets of sniper rifle. 15, 37 on the shotgun. Eight mines, seven pipe bombs, four health. That's a huge difference, dude. You can't tell me that that is a huge, significant difference. And and you started from almost zero after Dimitrescu. So from Dimitrescu to this fight, it's not that long. It's the village area. And they don't give you that much stuff in the dollhouse because it's not needed. So they don't actually give you... They give you some, but not a lot. So like... To say that that was your output from there is just, it's crazy. Like, that's a, that's a huge difference between me and you. So, I did kill some enemies, but I wasn't headhunting all of them. You've seen my playthrough. I ran through it. Like, when the wolves attacked, I would run through them, and then I would come back. Because a lot of times, if you ran through them, and then you came back, like, after you completed whatever task, if you come back, they're gone. So then, like, you can save ammo that way. Then you can go explore and break open boxes and find all the shit you need. I've turned everything blue. I even showed you my map. Like, everything's blue. I went back and fought auto after you told me about them. So, on my current playthrough now, I, I have fighting auto. So, I don't know, man. It's 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 a huge difference. So, I, it's just, it's crazy how that is. Like, because... I'm not playing that bad, I don't think. And I mean, look, I'm not saying you're bad either. Like, I'm, I mean, you did your thing, but I did to have that much is kind of, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. Like, cause I, I would imagine at least I'd have been a little better off on that fight than what I was. Cause I'm significantly worse than you are at the beginning of that fight. Like, significantly. The ammo I just told you was like after I picked up some stuff down in the boss area, which it gives you a good bit of ammo too to uh, for the fight. Yours was before you even started picking up shit. Yeah. 
If you go to almost the, like the 13 minute mark, you can see where my crafting items are. And I'm, ha I'm like, it shows you how much stuff that I got, like the amount of ammo and everything that I have. And I have like no crafting items. I used everything. I that don't I have any crafting like, items either, dude. And I've turned everything blue. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it and worked out so you, differently. You're talking about the big werewolves. What big werewolves? Because you don't fight them till after the Monroe fight. That's well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right? the, no, no, no. You fight them before. You fight them onto the Monroe fight. No, you're right. My bad. But even so, they just give you big crystal skulls. That's only good for healing. Unless they dropped you, like, items. I don't know. I ran through them because last time I wasted a shit ton of grenades trying to kill them. So, like, I was like, I want to save these grenades from Monroe. So I ran past the giant werewolves. I mean, hell. And, like, you've seen my, my handgun ammo and everything like that. Like... You have three times the amount of handgun ammo. I went into Monroe with 13 bullets. You went in with 130. I don't know, bro. It just, it's, that's why I'm so kind of like, it doesn't add up to me. Because I know if you started the way I did from Dimitrescu at almost zero, which I was exactly zero. I was exactly zero on ammo after Dimitrescu. And I think from that, you got the village, the dollhouse, and then Monroe. And what you gain... And I, on my on my playthrough that I reset, I ran through the werewolf, so I saved all my grenade launcher ammo, and that's what helped. That's what ended up helping me in the end with saving that. But yeah, like they, because I didn't really find any metal scrap. Where did you find metal scrap? Because the first time you find metal scrap is in Dimitrius Castle. Down below, you find one, and then after that, I didn't find any until the village. You need metal scrap to make those mines. They don't hand those mines out like crazy. Not like that. Not until you get closer to Monroe. Then they hand you some. Because I did end up with about like, I think three or so mines. Two two or three mines I had on me before the fight. So they give you a few. And if you haven't been using them, I can see how maybe you got up to closer. But you had like seven before the fight. I couldn't even find any metal scrap until like after Monroe, I started seeing more metal scrap. So, like, where did you find all the metal scrap? I guess, uh, I don't, well, I'd been saving all of the, the the metal scrap that I'd been finding. I'd but been breaking where? Like, all the pots. I, you know. It's the, not in the pots. I never seen metal scrap. I seen rusted scrap, but not the metal. The metal was something specific because you only get one and it's down in a specific area behind the bars in a jail cell. And I used that one to make a mine to fight the first daughter. I didn't find any more in the house. You had to have a shit ton of metal scrap to make that many mines. Because you can't buy them. You can buy, like I think, one from the Duke each time. So you can get two from them. And I think they give you one down in the castle, down in the depths. So, like, you must not have used it to fight the sisters, right? You didn't use any mines or, or pipe bombs? No, I didn't use any mines or pipe bombs on them because mm. it's like it didn't it didn't um like the rooms that they had you to well actually I'm a lie the second one you have to I did use a mine because you gotta uh, use a pipe bomb me, to, to blow up in the wall but they give you a pipe bomb for it I was about well I had I used the mine to blow up in the wall because what she does is she comes and she follows behind you so I did the first thing I would do is I'd run in the room I'd push the bookcase over. Right, and I'd set a mine there, and then I would run, and I'd pick up all the stuff on the table, right? Mm -hmm. And when she comes up 
to you, she runs into the mine and blows up the wall and blows up herself at the same time. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Right? I, I, I did the pipe bomb because I didn't have any mines. Uh, I had to use the only one that I got, which I had to craft because uh, they didn't give you one. Uh, I had to craft yep. one um, to blow up the first sister. They didn't give you one, at least at that time. Um, then when I got to her, they gave me pipe bombs. But like I said, I didn't get any metal scrap. I got one item of metal scrap. So like, I definitely got fucked then. Because, dude, you, if, you, if you crafted all those pipe bombs, because there's no way you could have found them all. I mean, you used some of them at some point. You had almost nothing after Dimitrescu. And if you were dodging through everything, like, they didn't just hand out pipe bombs in mines, and there was barely any metal scrap. So, I mean, you do get a couple, but, like, the amount is just, I don't know. They were just very generous to you is all I can say. Because, like, I didn't get that generosity. No way, dude. I didn't miss that much shit. There's no way I missed that much shit. I went back and checked shit. I blue-checked almost all the fucking rooms. There was only maybe one or two rooms I didn't blew up because I had to run through it and I didn't think it was worth the ammo to try and get whatever was there. But even that, I was like one or two places. Like there's no way it was that much. Not that much of a drastic difference. What's your uh, ammo and stats at right now for Miranda? Uh, I think I got like 15 shotgun bullets. Um, I got like... I think I got like maybe sixty handgun bullets right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got seven magnum bullets. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Do I got? Like sniper bullets. I've got like. Well, I got the upgrade, so I got like um, twelve in the sniper rifle, and I think I got like one extra clip, so that's like twelve and fifteen. What is that? Like twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. so, like twenty-seven sniper bullets. Yeah, you sound um, pretty close to where I'm at with my ammo. Yeah, see, so that's how I'm saying, like, that ammo, I went through it a lot. Like, when the stronghold, when I got to the stronghold afterwards, and I was trying to freaking get through the stronghold, and between that fight and fighting Urius, like, I used all of that ammo. Like, and I didn't, I never found any more that I, that, to, to try and, like, get back up. Like, whatever surplus I had, it's gone now. How rough like, did you have in the machine shop? Uh, pretty rough, because, um... A lot of those tank enemies, like the the tankier ones that you got to blow the armor off of them, I don't have that many pipe bombs. Mm-hmm. I had like maybe three or four pipe bombs, and I would just try to save them. The to, to, I just ended up having to really kind of juke the enemies, the different enemies and everything. Like some of the the other ones. It's um, funny because now that you know, you could have just let loose with some of those bombs and stuff like that because you don't really need them. Not for mm. the boss fights, right? Like, you got the helicopter engine face buddy who you just got to shoot him in the back. And then you get into, like, a fucking tank and fight uh, homeboy. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you actually could have just almost went hog wild and maybe built up some money. Like, I, that's honestly was like, damn, maybe I should have done that. Is actually went and killed a lot of those robot dudes. But you don't know. I mean, when you first yeah, play you through, you, you don't know. You're just trying to be safe. Cause yeah, because I, I didn't know what the Heisenberg fight was going to be like. Yeah, what, yeah. because yeah, I had no idea. I was like, well, I better try to save some of this stuff, right? Mm. So, like, um, I did kill a few things, like a couple of things. Like some of the 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 easier ones that have, like, their their weak spot exposed. Because the, the normal ones, they have, like, their little 
red dot on their chest, the little red light, and if you shoot it, it um it kills them, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're pretty easy to kill because like um after a certain distance, they'll stop chasing you, and then uh like to give you an example, there's when you go back into the foundry, right? When you go to craft the key. There's one like right outside the door right there to the foundry when everything's dark. Well, if you go in the foundry, right, he'll stop chasing you. He won't chase you in there. So I was kind of going back and forth in and out the door, just shooting this guy just to try to keep him from hitting me. And I was just kind of taking advantage of his AI that way. And I killed him and I kind of got some, you know, some stuff from him for that. But like I didn't really kill like a lot of things. I, I killed a few of the robots, actually. In fact, even the big armored buddies, I killed, like, one or two of those uh, because I, I wanted the money to be able to invest in, like, and I got the newer shotgun, and I, I maxed out the power of my Magnum, and I bought another clip of Magnum because, like, if you increase your... Um, when you buy that uh, clip increase, it comes with a full clip. So that was, like, yeah. my seven bullets, and then I actually... So I have actually... I had, like, more than that, but I used, I think, uh, one or two on the helicopter face buddy. So I got about six in the clip and I think two extra. So I got like eight Magnum bullets for Miranda right now, which I'm happy with. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, but I, I was sitting on them. I did use all 10 of my Magnum shots on the fucking wolf. The, uh, Urius, I think his name is. Yeah. Urius. Yeah. I had 10 Magnum rounds when I went to fight him. So, Oh wait, Hello. Yeah, I'm oh, still here. No, no, I my headphones kind of clipping out. It's not nothing's wrong with the recording. It's just my headphones. Okay, that. no, we're good. Um, no, no, no. Uh, so with Yuri's, I had about ten magnum rounds. So I went in there and just let loose on him because the trick was for me is to stop him from pulling the pillars up. So when he's just sitting there screaming, I unloaded like a whole clip of magnum in his face. And that actually jump-started a few of his variations. Like, I think, like, one or two. So then he started calling enemies out to help him. That kind of helped me jump forward to keep the pillars around for a little longer. And then I just kind of unloaded with him with everything else and uh, took him down. And I had a little right. bit of ammo to spare. You sound that. like you did pretty much the same thing that I did, except um, I used the... Um, I would use the flashbangs from the grenade launcher when he would call the enemies to try to, try to stun the enemies a little bit and run around them and everything. And I just focused on freaking shooting him. And I would like put mines. I had like a couple of mines I would put down mm. just to try to keep the enemies and everything off of me. Mm. And I did the same, pretty much the same thing. I used um, like a good bit of uh, Magnum ammo on him too, just to try to like, get his health down. Cause he seems like he's got a lot of fucking health too. It seems like, I think I used almost like 10 shots of that freaking uh, Magnum ammo too. Like I had to. Yeah, yeah, I did the same. I, I felt that way, and and I think it was designed for him too, because that Magnum says it's designed to like to take down wolves or some shit like that, like the yeah. um, something like that. So like, I think it was more of his weakness. So I unloaded on him and just had faith I'd find more, and I and I did. I was able to buy a clip and got a couple more bullets. So um, yeah, and I think I think I paid off nicely where I've got a good magnum i just got to get a get around mad i started learning miranda's attack so i think i'm good now but i mean fuck dude the shit was um i'm uh, the thing i'm having trouble i'm having with, with miranda is that i get down to her little last phase well i think it's probably the last phase when she starts doing all of her variations and everything and i'm just like 
out of ammo. I'm like running around the 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 arena trying to pick up the ammo she drops because I think every time she switches phases, she drops ammo. Really, I don't I don't have an ammo problem at all. No, you know what I did. What the first thing I did is I have about like five mines on me right now. So what I decided to do is her first form, she's on the ground the whole time. So I just laid mines all over the stage and just kind of run around and have her run into them all. And then uh, I saved my pistol ammo because that's you, you actually want your pistol ammo for her third variation. Her first variation, you have her run into the mines and then maybe put some shotgun rounds into her. The second one, the spider one, I've been a little scared of, so I've been using the magnum to clip through that quickly. But now the third one I'm a little more scared of because when she starts flying around, that's a little harder to dodge too. Yeah. And it hits pretty hard. So I started, the last one I did, I saved Did you figure magnum. out that when she starts flying around and she makes those little fireballs that you can actually shoot the fireballs? Oh, yeah, that's why I, I said keep the pistol ammo because the pistol yeah. shoots faster, which I think you have like the little submachine gun-like pistol. I have just like the um, the second pistol still. But, yeah, you shoot the, the orbs above her. I don't know when she like flies through the stage. That's what keeps clipping me. I found yeah, a way to dodge like, it, I can't but figure it's out. I, I couldn't figure out how to dodge that attack either because she'll fly straight at you at one point. And, like, you can try to sidestep around her, but it seems like her hitbox is so fucking big you can't. You can like, dodge you it. Really I dodge. dodged it. I, I dodged around it. You can do it. You just got to, like, keep moving. So what happens hmm. is when you see where she's at, just keep running the opposite direction, and then she'll fly by you, and then try and look at her again, and then start running the opposite direction. You got to kind of start running a little before she activates. You kind of got to predict it. And then uh, she'll fly right by you. I've dodged it, but it, it is difficult because sometimes it could be a little tricky and sometimes she'll still clip you. It's rough. But I, I have been able to dodge it. But now I'm saving the Magnum ammo and taking it out of there. But now I kind of feel like, damn, I should just maybe wait till because when she does the mix-up variation, that's the rough one. And um, like, Because I, I learned how to dodge the spider shit now. Spider shit, yeah. I could dodge okay. I can maybe get through that without getting hit once. Sometimes I've done it once or twice. So I haven't been able really to dodge her spider moves at like all. I have to block through the whole thing, and I use my mag. I just block and use the magnum to try to get her through it as fast as possible. Because mm -hmm. I have the block upgrades. Because I found all the food, like all of the food, and I have all the block upgrades and health upgrades and shit. Um, and you block a oh, lot of that's, damage. That's where damage. I fucked myself because I sold all the, because when I first started getting the food, he was not offering to cook it. And, and it was like up there as valuable item. So my thought was, oh, I guess I got to sell it. Then he just started like, hey, we can cook it now. And I'm like, what? I just sold you a bunch of shit. And so I fucked myself on it. Like I've, I upgraded, I've upgraded my health once. No, I think I upgraded my health twice. That's all I was able to get done. <laughs> wow, yeah. There's actually a... Um, I actually had to uh, go back a save because there are some fish that are in uh, Monroe's territory. I actually ended up finding that out when I went back to... Um, I got those. Yeah. When I went oh, back to... Oh, I did to the hit. other thing that fucked me too. I pre-put in fish and meat without having everything for it. So then it was stuck in those other dishes you can't just take it back and then put it to no. a dish that you're closer with so i double fucked myself with that right yeah i that was the only thing i had to do so i actually had to reload the earlier save so to go back into um 
after I beat Monroe, there's like a there, after you beat Monroe, there's a fish pond that you can get to that you can only get to after the boss fight. And I had to go back and um, get to that in order to get all of the fish. The hardest thing to find is all of the fish, right? Because yeah. I think there's like six. I think there's like six of them in Monroe's territory. Um, there's three in the tunnel when you first come out of Lady Dumbledore's fight, and I think there's like three on the other side of the river where you find the golden fish and you go in um there's this little cave where you a cave uh you take a boat ride down the river and there's this little cave where you go in and you find like a little base that chris and stuff had set up uh and they're talking about the mutamycete and everything and there's like the golden fish and i get a little fish pond right there and i got all of those but that's why i had to go back and um get the other ones because once i got those and i went back to him and i was like wait i'm missing fish where the hell did i miss fish at and i actually looked it up i decided to look it up because i knew i was missing fish because i was like man i'm so close to getting the these health upgrades like where the hell did i miss any fish at and it was in the monroe fight so i'm like okay so i reloaded my save and i actually went back and had to do that mm. okay that's what's up that's what's up oh shit dude yeah, it's been a rough go of it, but uh, well, shit, we're both at the end of it, so we should be yeah. done with it soon. I'm hoping I could beat it today. That would be nice. So, um, how are you liking the story of it? So the story, mm -mm. I don't know if I could say that there's like a lot of story there until like I think I it's guess the like, most like right story. now at the end of it, like I, yeah, yeah, like. I, to the end, I think a lot of things get unveiled, and I think it's probably the heaviest story shit I've ever seen in a Resident Evil game. Well, there's uh, most of the Resident Evil games they play all those story through, um, like a lot of the like papers and like files and like different shit that you find, right? Like <clears throat> that, like that's how you get a lot of the lore dumps usually in um. And Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, yeah. most of the Resident Evil games, though, are just, I'm stuck in here. I got out and saved the day. And then, like you said, the info dumps are like, oh, this is what Umbrella was doing. These are the type of experiments. This is that. Da, da, da. You get a lot of that backdrop information. Right. This game yeah. is like, oh, guess what? The whole last game, you were dead the whole time. What? What are you fucking saying? Like... There was there was more story beats to it. The beginning where it opens up and like there's a child story that Mia's telling her, the creepy one, and you find out that's actually Miranda the whole time. And Chris shoots the shit out of her and takes you and you, you there's there's more story beats to it because if you look at a lot of the earlier Resident Evil games, it's very simplistic. I think RE2 remake kind of started it. Like, the original Resident Evils, it's not that there was no story. But, like, even the characters have a little bit more flair to them. Like, Ethan gets shit on because they say, like, he's, like, like dumb Ethan guy, nothing. He's okay. I don't think he's as bad as what people are shitting on him about. But, like, Chris, he actually has more personality here than I've ever seen him. Because a lot of times he's just a very wooden, like, soldier, like, I gotta do the mission. Are you alright, Jill? We got a mission to do. Like, is, is that. And in this one, he seems, like, aggravated, irritated. He's, like, you could see him a little more emotional on things. Like, it's a different Chris to a degree. Like, a better one. 
one that like you can see some of the things that he's feeling, even for the little bit of times that you get to interact with him. Well, you what I think it is, I think what it comes down to is it's just better written, right? And this story is just better written. I don't know if there's more story. I just think it just might be better written and better told. Because if you look at like, okay, look at like RE6 where we're playing through, right? And like, um, true. Yeah. So there's like a lot of story in RE6, right? Like you've got like all these Fair. different characters to play through and everything. And then yeah, there like is you've got this story, story about Jake and everything because from he's like Wesker's son and like all this shit. And then like, oh, you discover Adel Wong as a clone and like all that. But it's all yeah. told in like this very kind of B-movie schlocky type of way because that's what Resident Evil was, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Resident Evil is just like this. It's it play. The story really kind of unfolds like a slocky B movie, right? Like a B horror movie, yes. and that's kind of what part of the thing we love about it. But this one, it really does kind of tell a little bit of a better story, or my, or I might say it does a better job of telling a story. I, I you know, you're right. I think that's a better way of putting it. I don't think it's that it has more story. It just it, it really does it in a better way. It's not as schlocky as the other games are. I think you're absolutely right about that. But it's yeah. it's 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 interesting because they do give you the little twist and they connect seven and eight. Like I don't think they've ever really connected games so directly because like two and three are connected for sure. The most connected, right. I think, they're uh, they're, they're both like uh, well, one two are directly three. connected to each other. One right? two and three yeah. are kind of directly connected to each other, but not in the way that seven and eight are. Where you have the same character you're playing as. Like, actually, in one, two, and three, technically, if you played Chris in one, you can play with three different characters, four different characters. Um, through, yeah, if you, never played, if you never played Jill in the first one, like, technically, the first time you'd ever meet Jill is in the third one. Yeah, mm -hmm. would be in would be in the third game. Or if, if you, you like, rescued never... her with Chris in one. You can rescue yeah. her there, and you'd you'd meet Jill. But yeah, right. Like you wouldn't play with her until yeah. Until like three. that's what I mean. Like you wouldn't play with her until like the third game. Like if that's the way you wanted to do it, you know. Um, and it's the same thing with like like Leon. Like um, the games are Leon two and four are connected that way because you play with the same thing. You play with Leon in both games, right? Yeah, and that yeah. it kind of follows Leon's direct story. Like, so I don't know the games. I think the games are usually pretty connected. Like they're not direct sequels, like the way this game and um, eight. Like I get what you mean. Like seven and eight are like direct continuations of the the same story, right? And they're like it's much more direct. Whereas, like say uh, two and four, like you're both playing as Leon, but between I think there's like a three year gap or four year gap or something like that between when Leon leaves. Raccoon City and when freaking Resident Evil 4 happens and you have like no idea when what any of that happens or anything They don't really talk about it. He's just suddenly like a, a, a Government agent like all of a sudden like he's just like working for the president and he's in this village in Spain and trying to investigate the this village over there so, Like I don't know. It's not like a, a as direct uh, Like a direct a connection as as seven and eight are so I kind of get what you mean, because you're getting more backstory about Ethan in this one at the end where you learn a lot more about him, whereas in seven, he was just kind of this nameless. Well, he wasn't nameless, but he's just like this faceless kind of player character you're meant to kind of impose yourself on. And 
you're supposed to identify. He gets, he has a very identifiable goal. Oh, I want to find my 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 girlfriend or my wife. I forget. Are they even? Are me Mia and Ethan aren't even married in the in uh, seven? Are they? Uh, like, I think they are. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if they are because I think I think he says it was they were just dating. Like they were like they were serious, but they were still dating. I think they got married like afterwards. Yeah, I'm maybe so because I think technically they were like breaking up because she was like, "Oh, I got to do this. I'm leaving you. I'm sorry. It's whatever." And then all of a sudden he gets the message back like, "I need help. I'm stuck here." Blah blah blah, and that's what drags him there. And it, yeah, like, it, it wasn't really Mia. Or it was like a possessed Mia that was calling him at that moment and got Ethan dragged into it. And I guess then they decided because after seven, it's like three years have passed when we get from yeah, there's like eight. three years have passed, and you find out that they've been hiding out in Europe. Like Chris's request for some reason, Chris like oh he wants them to move to Europe. I guess they're in like what witness protection or some shit. I like I don't know what 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 was something why Chris, like, like that kind of. Move. But it, he does make a comment like I'm in military training. Yeah, yeah, he does get he, like he does make that comment that um Chris has been training him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, but yeah, you get more of a direct continuation because you find out more about like what happened to Ethan during the um during seven that the fact that he that Jack actually killed him and he got infected with the mold and he's been dead he's been a he's barely been a mold monster this entire time and that's why he takes so much punishment. Dude's got a oh, healing yeah. factor to make freaking Deadpool and Wolverine uh jealous. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh well as long as he's got the liquid right like he could put his hand on and just pour it over it and it just reattaches itself. <laughs> the only per- the only people we see use that freaking liquid is Ethan. Like I'm pretty sure it's just all healing factor on his point and he's just got tap water in that fucking bottle. Yeah, I guess that's placebo effect for sure. Yep. The placebo effect for healing. Yep. Oh shit. Yeah, um I, I I guess you're I guess you're right on that. Um I, I do I do like the I think the the most thing I'm taking with is maybe not as much like the story definitely was interesting, especially when it picks up towards the end. But I think just the environment, the the area you're in and and the enemies are more interesting too. Like it's just such a different mm. take and, and the enemy is like and I heard like on normal, casual and normal, like the wolves kind of walk around a little more zombie ish. But like on the harder difficulties, they like dodge your attacks and shit. And like some of these wolves are like jumping left and right. Like they're they're kind of quick. So oh it, yeah, like when you aim, they'll weave around, and they'll, they'll it's like the AI knows where you're aiming, and they'll try and dodge you and shit. And it gets kind of annoying, really. Like because like if you're trying to shoot them and they're jumping around and shit, and then they'll ju- they'll just jump straight at you and grab you. And it's they'll throw you on the ground and you end up taking damage. And it's like, oh my god, really? Like, how the hell did you grab me like that? Yeah, man, it's pretty wild. I do enjoy it. I like it because you get a you get well, you get the wolves that do the quicker moving around. Then you have like the little uh, vampire buddies that will have like a big axe or like a big weapon or something. They're kind of dragging it around. Um, then when you get to the machine factory, you have these enemies that are like experimented on that have like drills for arms and shit. And they'll like even protect their weak spot and come at you. And some of them are even armored up. So yeah, that's pretty the, cool. Heisenberg's factory was weird to me because, um, 
He's got like all of these bodies on like conveyor belts. And I'm like, where the fuck are you getting all of these bodies? I and how the, the hell are you keeping it a thing. secret? I said the same fucking thing. Where the fuck are you getting all those bodies? And yeah, how the hell are you keeping it a secret? Like, damn. There's like a lot. Of, you just see tons of people just like like coming through this conveyor line. And it's like, how the fuck do you have so many of these people? Like, how big was this fucking village before y'all came and demolished it? Right? Like, I know he said, he makes a comment about, oh, I've been doing this for decades or some shit, but like, are these all the same bodies that you're seeing on this this conveyor belt? Because there's a lot of fucking, like, the conveyor belt's just continuously going with people hanging from it, right? And like, on these freaking experiments, and like, all of these, like, machine zombies. And I'm like, oh my god, how the hell are you keeping this a secret? Like, how the, how, how many people have you freaking, like, captured and, like, killed? Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I guess a lot, because um, he has a whole factory of them. That didn't make sense to me. Like, I think, I think those are the parts of the game that, like, as far as story goes, where you're like, okay, like, it's just too silly. Um, because like that is like, how many people when you fucking turn into this shit? Like, and then you got all these wolves too. Like, there's shit tons of wolves. Why do you play as Chris and you're just getting jumped? By fucking lichens. <laughs> How did you make so many of these? And then you have all the little armored buddies. Yeah, that shit didn't make no sense. So, right, but, you know, like, it's Resident Evil. There's a ton. Like, there's a ton of enemies in this game. Like, to say that this is like a small village, you run into a ton of enemies, it feels like, at times. Especially um, considering, like, like, I don't know. Like, the village does not seem that big. Yeah. So, it's like, how, how like... How many people were in this village? Like you said, like how many people were in this damn village before y'all decided to, to like kill everybody and everything? Mm -hmm. Because from when we we meet people in the house in like the little mansion in Louisa's mansion at the beginning of the game, yeah. there's like what like five people, six five six people in that house, yeah. and they're like, oh, they're all dead. And I'm like, well, what did you have before? Were there like fucking a thousand people in this damn village? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. They didn't look like there was that many people who lived in that village. When you go around the village, like it's like, I well, I would say you probably had. I think it's there with thirty people in that village at the beginning. I think that was like a lot. No, I could because it doesn't it seem like, like there are maybe, that many houses. Uh, I would say you can easily have closer to like two hundred. I think one hundred fifty, two hundred people, yeah, especially if people like they might live in that castle. Yeah, people that live all in the little village squares and stuff like that. All the homes that might have people lived that before it got flooded out by the by frog bog. I mean, it might be a little bigger. I don't think it'd be like thirty people, but I definitely don't think it's thousands. You know, so no, yeah, I don't no. know, maybe because uh, the castle. I mean, the castle's always been um. I guess you could have people living in the castle, like servants and stuff. They're supposed to have been Dimitrescu servants, but if you're living in that castle, you're pretty much dead anyways, because freaking Dimitrescu is there, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, tall mommy, who the internet yeah, that's loves the one so thing, much. That's the one thing we haven't talked about is Lady Dimitrescu. Oh yeah, sure. What do you want to speak on it? Like, I, I mean, she was basically uh, Mr. X. Um, it basically was, yeah. At like a certain point. Mm -hmm. You start fighting your. You've made off fighting your daughter. Start off fighting her daughters. Like everything. Um, the I'm trying to think of their name. It's Cassandra, Daniela, and um, what's the other? The last one. Um, 
I don't. I forget the, the last one's name. Yeah, I'm bad with names. I don't remember the names, but I think you were Daniela. I think it's. Be I think it's Bella. One of them is Bella, and it's just. I think Bella's the first one you fight down there in the basement. Mm, I don't think Bella's the name of them. I don't know. Let me see if I can look it up. But anyways, so the three girls. Go ahead and what you were gonna say on it. Well, they start off chasing you, right? They're like chasing you through the at certain points. You get these little scripted events. Well, they're chasing you through the mansion and everything. And then when you kill the first one, I like how Demetres keeps track of how many of her daughters are dead, right? Like, when you kill the first one, she's like... You were right. Uh, I was wrong. Bella, Cassandra, and Daniela. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, Bella's the first one you fight. And she, when you kill her, she's like... Um, I forget exactly what she says, but she's got, like, a, a certain line, like, uh, something about House Demetres, because... Like, how could House Dimitrescu fall to you or some shit like that? And then, like, after you kill Cassandra, you'll hear her, like, walking around the uh, the mansion calling her Cassandra, her calling her name and everything. And then when she realizes she doesn't answer and she's dead, she gets, like, really pissed mm -hmm. and everything. So I like that. Like, I think that's a nice touch. Yeah. And basically after that, she just turns into Mr. X, like you said. She just tries to follow you around the mansion or well, around the castle trying to get you and everything yeah for the most part and uh instead of like when uh re2 remake did that um you would have to also try and dodge zombies and stuff that were around the um uh, the precinct in this one you are actually tag team between dimitresk and one of or two of her daughters so that's actually becomes a little more of the threat and the right dimitresk is kind of easy to get around daughters not so much they seem to turn into bugs and move quicker and that's like a little harder to get by than Dimitrescu um now question for you because based on the research the daughters are there they're not people right they're bugs that have turned into people well, yeah, based on the, because the, you, you find the research notes, right, for how they were created. Mm -hmm. And apparently they started off as, uh, as, as just people, but they ended up having the, um, the, the, the little creatures planted in them. They got these things, I think they call caddos or whatever, that they're implanting in the people. That's how they make the werewolves and like all the different monsters in a game. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they end up getting those planted in them, and they they die, and then they end up turning into flies. Like, a, like that's what they are. Like their entire body ends up turning into flies, and somehow, like their entire body is just supposed to be made up of flies now. Hmm. Oh, I thought it was that they were bugs because they make a comment about the bugs can take on can turn into human and take on like the personality of human, but they're hungry and all they want to do is eat. So yeah. I thought they were actually bugs experimented on and they were able to take the form of those three girls. But they're actually just like a, a swarm of like hungry carnivorous bugs. So Yeah, basically they are. And they're but, weak to uh, not sunlight because I, I know Jesse was talking about that. You break open the light, the sunlight, they're vampires. It's like they, they're actually not. It's the cold. No. It's the yeah, cold it's the that cold. makes them You find weak. that out. Mm -hmm. that the, but it's shout actually out to the, Jesse at Nerds Podcasts. So, uh, but yeah, that there is the cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently the cold uh, makes the the fly the these flies that they're made of are weak to the to the cold and makes them petrify for some reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That second fight was actually pretty easy. The the hardest fight was the first one because you're in a small room and even if you shoot out the other window, 
Um, it only stops her for a bit, and then you get jumped by two enemies with her. That's yes. rough. And the, those two enemies only spawn in Village of Shadows. In normal in the normal game, those two enemies do not spawn. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my daughter did it, and I saw Jesse also do it on the casual mode, and um, yeah, they he he night with Jesse. I think is playing on the easy setting. Because he knifed her. Like, he shot her a few times with a pistol and shotgun, then just slashed her once or twice, and she was dead. I was like, damn, he was done in less than a minute. And no no ads, no no, no extra enemies. I wonder if Avurius right. is the same way. Like, because you, you get to a point where there's like four or five fucking lichens that jump in with him. And it's like, fuck. Like, you're trying to yeah, keep like, him off you. It's rough. Yeah, it is. It's like like you. It's rough. That's why I was like you said. I was using mines and like flash grenades and like everything just to try to just to try to keep some distance. Because I think one of my big strategies for Urius was just to try to keep some distance and try to pop him with the sniper rifle. Yeah, uh, that was mostly what I did. Is like keep some distance, hit the snipe, and then like kind of run around him to dodge his attacks. Um, there was, there I think. A, did you figure? Did you figure this out? Because I kind of figured this out. And that's like from a lot of the big enemies. You, I figured this out during the daughter's boss fight. If you crouch while you're fighting, a lot of their attacks just go straight over your head. Uh, I like, noticed that. I never really put it into much practice. I always dodged them other ways. Uh, I tried to dodge like that with the um the the fight that you had with Chris, and it didn't work out as good as what I was hoping. So I found yeah. other ways around. I had to really block a lot for that fight and that helped. I got through it. So that was the only thing I had to implement more. Yeah, it wasn't it doesn't gameplay. always work. It doesn't always work. But like sometimes it's like you crouch and everything for like certain attacks. Mm. They'll just go straight over your head. And mm. so I kind of took advantage of that a little bit too. When I was like fighting the um some of the daughters and stuff, like I would just I would run around like the boxes and the tables and shit and just try to just try to keep them like um away just to try to keep them away from me. I think I got my fight with Cassandra on video. I think I recorded my fight with Cassandra too. I'd have to put that one up. Is that the one where you're running around? Yeah, the body you got to blow up in the wall and then you're yeah, you got to blow up in the wall. Cassandra's the second daughter you fight. Yeah. Well, no, it depends on which way you go. For me, that was the third one. So oh, I, I okay, so you can actually one. do them in different orders. Yeah, you can't do those in different orders. I did the other one where you got to pull the lever and you make it cold. That was the second one I fought. Oh, so you fought Daniela first. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the second one you fought. Yeah, that you was fought the second Daniela one. in the library. You got to fight. Daniela. You got to fight Bella first, right? Because Bella's the one where you run from and you jump down into the dungeon area. She is going to be the first daughter that you fight. Period. Okay, so then you can fight. Then you can end up fighting either uh, Daniela or Cassandra on like either order. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can kind of, It just depends what room you go to. So yeah, uh, so I did it the other way. So yeah, that's a little bit of change, but for the most part, it is set on tracks. Like that's one thing I think would have been kind of cool if you can pick. Oh, do I want to fight Heisenberg? Do I want to go fight um, Doll Lady, or do I want to go fight uh, Monroe? That would oh, have been kind of cool to have that choice. Yeah, it would have been cool to have that choice to like kind of the game to be a little bit more open world because it is pretty linear. Like the story is pretty linear. Yeah, and I'm not mad at it because to keep it linear like that, you notice that when you go to Heisenberg's uh, factory, 
it steps up a notch. The enemies, they take more damage. You got to buy them more, you know, upgrade your weapons and shit like that because you're in for a bigger fight. So, like, I get it. They were trying to lead you to a path and, like, increase the issues and problems you'll face as you go. But it would have been a cool thing to do to be able to, like, oh, I could just go to any one of those and get it done. So, right. It would have been nice, yeah. but it's not a big deal. I don't mind being on rails for a bit. And one of the cool things is you could go, like, different points after you beat bosses, you can go back into the village and find other shit. So, yeah, there's only... Yeah. Um, see, what was... Uh, after you get the... Um, after you beat Monroe, I think it's, like, the last time you can really go back into the village, because I think the village just opens up completely after you beat him. Yeah, for the most part, after you beat him, you're basically heading to Heisenberg. So you're going to go to the Wolf Den first, though. And then once you beat Urias, then you go to Heisenberg's place. So that's after Monroe. So, yeah, you can. uh, it opens up a good little bit after Monroe. And you can go, um, like, some of those, like, I didn't kill, like, all the optional bosses. Like, uh, I I killed, um, because it just wasn't worth the ammo to me to do that. I say optional bosses. They weren't really bosses. They were just big enemies to me. Um, Like Otto, for instance. I killed him, but he drained me. He drained me. Yeah, he's a tough fight, but you end up getting like a ton of food from him in his storehouse and his... uh, I think that's the thing that... Like if you... um, You've been keeping up with getting all the food, you and you want to get all the, the upgrades, like yeah. the, the different upgrades. You gotta kill him, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's got the rest of the food. Well, you gotta kill him. I would say you can do what I did for the cemetery. In the cemetery, I didn't kill him. I shot a flashbang, put the stone in, got the chalice, ran the fuck out. I just did it. Wait, that you way. can go. I thought the doors were locked before you killed him. Because I didn't, I didn't, I thought I, got, I didn't think I could go through there. I didn't even check. No, it's weird. Apparently, it just opens up at random points. I don't know. I, I like I saw another streamer do it, and he couldn't get it to open. But I just went back there one of the times I loaded in, and it was fucking open. And this was before you killed Otto. Yeah, it was way before I killed Otto, or, or killed the other one that pops up by the cemetery. Well, the one by the cemetery, I can get how you did that because all you got to do is take the little nameplate and put it on the grave and it'll open up. Well, yeah, but right? no, okay, I, I see what you're saying now. You're getting confused with what I'm saying, I think. Okay, so okay. there's two, no, you have to kill Otto to go around the cabin and you, no, and you pop out, no, 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 I'm wrong. You, you, you could, never mind, I'm sorry. There's that one little area, let me back up, make sure, I think I'm confusing myself too. There's one little area where there's like a, a gate, right? And you got to get in there to get the piece of the of the stone to put on the tomb so you can get the chalice, right? Yeah, because the, the piece of the nameplate's in the little mausoleum. You do not have to kill gate. that guy to open it up. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to kill that guy because you could just put the nameplate on there. Yeah, that's what I did. I used a flashbang and got the nameplate on there and did it that way. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Instead of killing that so dude, we- I flashbanged him and grabbed the chalice and left. Yeah, I can see how you could do that because it's just open mm-hmm. already, right? Because mm-hmm. you can just go there and do it. But for Otto, I thought you had to kill him in order to open his like area to like the no, back of the No, you don't. No, you don't. You just got to shoot the lock and you can go in there. Yeah, I actually did go in there and grab all the meat before I killed Otto. I just decided to stay and kill Otto just uh, to see if okay. I got some see, more money for his that. thing. Yeah, you didn't have to kill him either. Mm. Nope, I just wanted to get his axe thing so I could sell it. 
I, I wanted yeah. more money to be able to beef up my Magnum. So uh, yeah. I decided to stick it out and just see if it would pay off. Okay, yeah. I really wanted to get his treasure too. I guess that's why I didn't think about it that much. To like to, because I was I was wanting to kill him too to try to get his treasure. Yeah, but you don't um, you don't have to, and that's kind of the cool thing that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. You can still get the treasures and stuff like that if you just play smart, you know, with it. So, um, right. Was there any puzzles that like stumped you or like you was like fuck, like you couldn't figure out? Not really. I mean, like the maybe the hardest, like the one I maybe got uh, took the longest time on, and it still didn't take that long. Was the um draining the blood pool in Demetrius castle. Cause it was like, you got to talk. They've got that little hint on the wall talking mm. about, um, yeah. The guys looking uh, at the girl, uh, the poor people offering to the, uh, yeah. You yeah. got to, try, you got to like figure out which way they should to face the statues. I couldn't figure out what they meant by the last little bit, uh, that, um, something about Lords, the, no, the peasants will take your chances or some shit. So I couldn't figure out where to face the guy on the horse. And I just uh, I just started trying it like different places, and I ended up eventually ended up getting it, you know, because I could, I didn't really understand the hint what the the hint yeah. they were trying to give. Yeah, and my wife actually figured it out, so she was watching with me. She was like, "Oh, face him like that." I think that's what it is. I said, "Okay," and then got it. <laughs> yeah, like I think that might have been like been the most obscure puzzle, and like the whole thing, like the rest of them are not hard. Like they're not hard at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I didn't, I didn't really get stuck by any of them either. I think what gave one of the that gave me a pause for a second, just because I, I brain farted on it, I guess, is the um, the one to turn the power on where Monroe's at, and like because I was looking at it, and I was like, oh wait, I got to turn the picture, and then now there it is, and then you can light up. Oh the, uh, right, yeah, you kind of. I realized I did. I kind of did the same thing. Like I did. I instead of looking at the picture and like realizing, oh hey, it's sideways. You got to turn it. I just lined up the lights. Mm. And then when I was, I looked at the picture and I noticed, wait, there's a black light here on the bottom, but it's supposed to be on the side, but I can't. Mm. Oh, it's sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I then the I ended thing. up realizing. Yep. No. Um. Yeah. So there's nothing any crazy as far as the puzzles go. I mean, they're they're fun enough. They're interesting enough, but they're not anything. Most Resident Evil games never have really. I think the craziest puzzles were in Resident Evil One. I yeah, like those were the craziest off. ones. But even those puzzles are more like, go here, get this piece, put this here, and like. Well, no, actually, in Resident Evil One, there was a puzzle. There was that one. There was the one puzzle. Like if you um. If you do something with Rebecca and she has to make that stuff or whatever, depending on if oh boy dies from the snake bite, um, there's a puzzle where you got to go look at a pool table and there's balls with the numbers in different colors. And then you got to match them with tables that have candles lit with different symbols. And you got to match them to the numbers on a key pad to enter that in. And it's kind of an intricate puzzle. It's probably the most intricate puzzle in Resident Evil that I remember, I remember ever dealing with. Because you're right, like um, to remake, for instance, that's what it is. Take this, bring it here. Take that, bring it there. That's the gist of it. But in one, and in like one remakes, what I played recently, there 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 is a little more to the puzzles, I'd say. So which was which was cool. I actually did appreciate that a little bit. So. Um, they do feel like the puzzles have been less and less. Um, I'm trying to think. 
Seven actually had fun with the puzzles. Lucas was an interesting like puzzle boss. Uh, I thought he was pretty cool. The uh, the the birthday room is probably like the best part. Like the mm-hmm. as far as like the puzzles, like yeah. that's like the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically the uh, yeah. the dollhouse in this one was basically yeah. like Lucas puzzle room, basically. Where you had something and you had to, uh, you know, find this to find that, to put this here, put that there, like that kind of stuff. That was kind of fun. Yeah. The dollhouse. Oh, my gosh. I did that part at like 3 a.m., like I was telling you before. And it was like one of the first times. Because I guess it's just because of like babies and like like children's toys and like some, there's like something about it that it just pushes the right buttons for me that it's creepy as hell. Even yeah. in uh, 7, when you go up in the attic and there's like all of the kids' toys in the kids' room and everything, that part was creepy as hell for me. Like, I don't know what it is about that kind of stuff. I guess it's maybe the fact that I find babies intimidating at, at, like in, in real life, I guess, because I've never had a kid or anything. Uh, and yeah. putting them in that, uh, that kind of creepy setting, I don't know, it just pushes the right buttons. That It was the first time I've been legitimately scared in, like, a while. And I did it, like, I was, like, tired. It was, like, 3 a.m. and I was doing that part. And I fucking, I was, that's why I, I sent you, like, the text message saying, fuck that nightmare on Elm Street, baby. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's right. It scared my daughter too. I've been letting my uh, my older daughter play. Well, middle age, Eva. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, no, it's it's my headset. That's all I'm checking. Um, yeah. But my middle daughter, Eva, she's been playing. I let her play. She's been playing on easy mode, and um, she was like that that room with the baby and stuff. She had to stop playing for a bit. She was like that. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, like it's like it's actually a legitimately scary part, especially if you do it at night, like I did, mm. when you're freaking like tired. Yeah. So it, like it, I really, I kind of wish the whole game was like that now, like, like that was like it shows me like they can be really scary if they want to. Well, I think that's what seven was. Yeah, seven was a bit of that in the house, running from all these people, and it was a little more terrifying of an experience than um, eight. You feel a little more powerful. Little more action. I think eight had the right balance of like fear and, and action. I don't know. It did. I, I think I, it I did. Know. I think it really got what like four was trying to do, but it got yeah. it right. So, so like, um, cause like some of these fight, like some of these moments, there's still like some really intense moments in this game. And maybe that's because of the difficulty we're playing on. Because I've heard some even people say that, oh man, the, the boss is like the game is like way too easy or something. But for us, our experience, at least my experience, and I think your experience too is, is that because of the difficulty we're playing on, it still gets kind of really scary and intense just from just how hard the enemies are to kill and just like having to fight your way out of these situations and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I like that. Like, it's a different way of like kind of being, I don't know what, like, it's, I don't want to say scared, but like maybe, I guess putting you just in that fight or flight mode. It's a, it's right? a completely different experience. Like, yeah. If you didn't play this on hard mode or like village village of shadows mode, it's it's you you played a I would say you almost played a different game. Yeah, pretty much. Because like one person will walk away and be like, I've I've seen this on like Resident Evil form. The bosses were easy. Okay, motherfucker, put it on village of shadows. Call me back <laughs> and take off infinite ammo, bitch. No infinite right, Well, ammo. right. We're talking. We're talking about new game Village of Shadows, not new game plus. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You first run Village Shadows. Do that. Yeah. Do that. Because infinite ammo mode, I'm pretty sure all day. That'd still make it easier. You know, you could blast uh, everything. Uh, 
I think the way the infinite ammo in this game is going to work a lot like the way the infinite ammo worked in like five, where you have to like unlock it. Because I've heard that there's mercenaries mode that you unlock in this game afterwards, and I'm pretty sure that going through mercenaries mode is how you unlock a lot of that stuff. So I'm thinking what ends up happening is the end game. Yeah. Is that you play through mercenary mode for like points and shit. And then you can use those points to unlock like infinite ammo, like special weapons and shit for like different weapons and everything. So I'm pretty sure that's what is how it's going to end yeah, up. Yeah, I heard you can unlock a lightsaber by doing mercenary road mode. And like, yeah. you can go smack Lady Dimitrescu with a lightsaber. So, <laughs> yeah, see, see, that's what, that's what I was talking about. But Poker yeah, like if you want to play, th even if you play New Game Plus, Village of Shadows, still a different game than what we're playing because you're going to have your upgraded weapons, yeah. right? We started off with no upgraded weapons. Yeah, Village of Shadows is rough. Uh, and I imagine like hardcore mode will probably give you the best form of that. Like if you don't want the grueling like Village of Shadows mode, which is it's rough. It's one of the harder games I've ever played. It's up there. Um, the hardcore mode is probably the best experience. I would suggest. It's the more balanced experience. Yes. Village of Shadows is honestly not meant to be a first playthrough because it's you're not even supposed to be able to have access to it until you beat the game. But we got yeah. it because we bought the DLC, which that's a that's a different discussion. I don't know if you want to get into that because I feel Capcom was wrong for doing that, putting that in the DLC, like putting a mode that you can unlock by beating the game and calling it DLC just because you can get a little early like it doesn't really set well with me yes it is kind of shit mm -hmm. yeah I don't know I don't know why they hide their modes like that anyways like in uh like one thing that made me mad I still haven't gone through and done the mode yet is um Resident Evil 3 remake there's like normal and hardcore mode right, right. but then once you beat hardcore mode you unlock nightmare mode. Then once you beat nightmare mode, you get inferno mode. So I've done hardcore nightmare mode. But like, I can't access it until I beat them. So I got to beat the game three times to be able to play on your hardest difficulty. Right. It's like, ah. Uh, it's kind of. When I get back around to it, I'll do it, you know. But like, I, I would like that thing available from the jump. Yeah. You know? I guess it goes to, like, um, what we were talking about before when we were talking about on last episode, a difficulty, and I was telling you, I've seen this Japanese game designer in this interview. He was saying that a good way to balance your game is to make sure that all of your enemies, like your bosses, are beatable with the default weapon. Not necessarily that it's easier to do, but just that it's possible to do, right? And I think Capcom kind of takes that approach maybe a little bit, but not, like, in the best way, because I feel like they look at difficulty as um, additional gameplay. Like, um, I don't know, what, what's, what's the word? I'm thinking, I'm blanking on it. It's like post-game stuff, right? It's like, oh, you beat the normal game, now you can go back and play through on harder difficulties. Well, yeah, well, these games are designed for replayability, too, because they're short. They're designed yeah. with, like, come back and play again in mind. And do it this time with all this extra cool, fun stuff, or whatever. So... Yeah, and, and that's why I like them. I do like that they're short experiences. I like the fact that I can pick up a Resident Evil game, and if I wanted to, I could just beat it in a weekend. You know? Like, if I just really put the time in. That's one of the things that, that kind of sucks with Resident Evil 6. Because Resident Evil 6 is it's a very long fucking game. To get yeah, because like, you, so you have so many different stories to play through in that game, just to really kind of get everything. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's yeah. what, now that you're saying that, that is what really feels different about six than the rest of it. Because I couldn't really put my finger on I didn't really kind of, it didn't really click, right? But you're right. The re the other Resident Evil games are designed that, oh, hey, here's this 10, 15 hour story, like at most. You can come back and you can run through it in a weekend. Resident Evil 6 feels like it's going to take fucking like three weeks for you to run through everything. Yeah. And then, and then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You might be able to run through uh, one person's fucking story in like a weekend or a day. You know what I'm saying? If you put on an easier mode and run through it, but like all five of them, it's going to take some time. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. And for better or for worse, you know, whatever. But uh, eight, I think, is a great addition. People who are complaining it's too short, uh, go fuck off. You know, like I, I, I'm tired of people like complaining about that. Like this game has a lot of quality, quality experiences. And if it's too short, then increase the difficulty. There you go. Now you have a longer time playing the game. Because I do. Right. <laughs> I've, had, <laughs> I've added days to my playtime because I couldn't beat one boss. So, tough. I think a lot of people don't like that type of that. They don't look at that as like a good thing, though, no, right? I like know, with the difficult. The problem I have with long games is then they get too boring, too. Like, there's too much to do in some of these longer games. Like, if you could keep it balanced and interesting throughout, then good. But, like, like uh, a good example is you've been playing through Final Fantasy 15, haven't you? Yeah, I've been playing it. It's on and off. I I haven't really committed. Final Fantasy 15, I've heard, is a huge fucking game. It looks like, like it. Like, there's, there's, the, there's, like, almost too much shit to do in that game. Yeah. Like, I... So, I've heard people say that, that you can easily sink hundreds of hours into that game, and I, I don't think I've ever heard of that with, like, a single-player JRPG before. Like, except mm. for, like, something like, you know, Diablo or something where it's like you can do some like dungeon grinding and like dungeon crawling and shit. But yeah. I've heard people say that they've easily put 200 hours into that game. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see how, you know, like uh, Final Fantasy 15 is so much shit in it. Like from every town you go to, you could just like take on quests to go and like hunt monsters. And then you just get like ranks and stuff like that. And it has nothing to do with the story. But I could probably spend a good 15 hours just doing that in all the towns if I went to all the, and you know, go to all the towns that the game has and start, like, doing that. And stuff like that almost turns me off to a game nowadays. I want something right. that's a little more focused and linear and, and, and not as overwhelming, you know. So I'm kind of in and out of 15 right now. I do want to try and give it a good shot and get through, but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Fetch Quest. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, that's uh, a lot of it. Right. Hmm. So it's a lot of Fetch Quest, get in the car, drive somewhere, do the mission, come back, turn in the mission. You know? Like, whatever. So right. uh, stuff like RE8 that has a constant, like, stream, like a flow. Metal Gear Solid's another good one where you're, you're just going from one set piece to the next. You're seeing a story unfold and you're doing all these things. That's that's what I enjoy. You know, open world stuff's cool in some cases. But, like, I don't know. I could get very bored of the, let me go stop this thing here. Let me go kill this monster here. And... And it has, and I'm not getting rewarded with anything really. You get some experience and stuff like that, 
but it doesn't really end into anything but like a high rank for more money or you know whatever and it's i, I kind of want to get rewarded with like a cut scene and like let me see what's happening and keep me going on this progress you know so i don't know uh the other final fantasies had a little more linear nature to them like you know the older ones like seven like eight like nine there there's an open world you can go around and you can do some other things but it didn't feel overwhelming you know right so yeah the new ones now people i think game developers have it in their head like more is better and i don't think it is if you could give me a like a real quality five eight hour game i'm on board you know if it's quality, something that I can come back to and play again or something like that, I think that's worth your money. Right. To say otherwise. Yeah, it definitely is. To say otherwise, I think it's just kind of silly. You know, or you can give me a 40-hour thing that's hit or miss most of the time. You know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I'm being too judgy. I don't know. There's a few games, but there's very few games, even the big ones, the great ones, like uh, Grand Theft Auto or whatnot or... I think uh, The Witcher is another one, too, that a lot of people look at. These big, sprawling titles, like, and there's good stuff in them for sure, and they're good games. I'm not trying to say they're not. But, like, how many times are you really going to go back to that? I mean, I guess if that's just your only go-to game, sure. But if you're like me and you like to play all the different games when they come out, like, I don't know, man. It's I, I, I really enjoy my shorter experiences. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's value in like the shorter curated experience, right? Like the the way that this game delivers the way Resident Evil Eight delivers it to you, and I think it takes um, it's like a certain appeal that these big open world games have, and it takes a certain per- kind of a, kind of um, player to really kind of get into them, and you really got to get hooked into the world, right? To like really want to play these games. Cause I play these types of game. I play those types of games. I kind of like doing that. Like it's like Breath of the Wild, right? Like, there's just there's a lot. A lot of people say that they, they they can do the same thing with Breath of the Wild. Like it's fun just to go around, mess around in the game, and just kind of to try to discover a lot of stuff. But for me, I didn't really find like there was a lot to do in Breath of the Wild, other than just kind of find all the shrines, and like that was like the best thing to do in the world. And then just like try to find all the shrines and just go begin it, right? Like, that was what Breath of the Wild pretty much was for me. Yeah, and I can see your complaints with it. I think they're valid, you know, because, like, the world had a lot in it, but at the same time, it it didn't have much in it. It was, like, a, a weird balance. Like, the world was interesting in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but you're right. It boils down to a bunch of caves doing some, like, little dungeon thing. And some of them even reverted to like use the the use the the controllers and move them around, and like that sucked. I didn't really like that. I hated right. those caves that did that, you know. But some of them were like kind of puzzly things that were fun. I didn't hate them, you know. But at the same time, like it wasn't it wasn't Ocarina of Time. No, yeah, there wasn't like the linear story experiences you get of like Ocarina of Time or Link to the Past or like yeah. anything like that. Well, like because yeah. it's like linear, but there's an open worldness to like uh, Ocarina of Time too. That's like 
you going around and you doing the mass side quest or you, you doing this other little side quest with uh, old boy in the graveyard and stuff you're getting the different songs to get different things like there's a bunch of little gems in there to go fuck with on top of having your linear experience with the game yeah yeah because when you you can take little breaks from the story mm-hmm. yeah you can take these little breaks from the story i get what you're saying yeah it's yeah. it's blending both. I think that's some of the best games when you can blend both. When you can blend a linear title with an open worldness, but it doesn't feel too open world, where you hit a pause button, you have a goal list and all that shit. You know, it's not that open world, but it's not that linear to where it's just point A to point B. Like right. if you can balance that, and I think Village did a little bit of that. Not as good as what maybe like a Legend of Zelda does, Ocarina of Time, like that one. But there was a bit where you can stop in Village and you can go collect all the treasures and stuff like that. And some of them even had story beats, like things to read and stuff like that. Like you can completely miss all that mold building up underneath the village. That was a little side thing that you got in a boat and went down to go check out and you find that out. You're like, oh shit, you know? Right, yeah, and didn't like some of the little side notes, like about the characters and shit, like yeah. that. Like the in um, I don't know if you found it, but um, in the little Miranda's little laboratory, she's got books on each of the uh, the bosses on Moreau and on Heisenberg. And, oh, like, you got to. She find talks it. about you. You go there to find uh, old girl, right? With Chris, you find her laboratory, yeah. and she's and if you stop, you read the books that give you more detail on each of them, and like Miranda's yeah, thoughts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you if you don't stop and you don't look around at like everything in the lab, you can kind of miss a lot of those details, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just go straight to like, oh, here's the. Um, the the door and you just shoot the lock off the door and open the door and you just end up getting a cutscene with me and and you're not going to be able to see any of that yeah true true so like that's um i think village did a great job of doing that as as well as like because you had that balance of that like reading the stuff as you come across it but you also hey we just beat you know doll doll lady why don't we stop and look around the village again and like, like for instance, those big werewolf dudes would all of a sudden pop up in different places. Right. You know, when you first met them in, on your way to Monroe, now they're kind of almost around. And there's other items, like cages start popping up. You can shoot them down and get stuff, you know? Like, there's a couple of things that happen that worth going back and exploring. And then like, oh, look, you can go down this path, and look, there's this auto dude. And he'll go over here to the garden... And you can find the key that you go back into the village and there's a house over there that it opens up and you get some shit, you know, like all those different kind of things that you can go run and do. Um, you could take the boat ride down and you had another torch puzzle uh, down in one of the areas down there. And yeah, like, you can actually go back to uh, a different area of the Dimitrescu Castle. Yes. And you end up doing, your other, doing another torch puzzle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you completely miss it. And you'd probably miss a magnum ammo. So, um, there, there's little things like that. That's pretty cool, man. That, uh, yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of like side questy stuff in the game. Yeah. So the, it doesn't, it doesn't do it a lot. Yeah. Not as much as like you said, as like Ocarina of Time or something like that, yeah. or like some things like that. But I think it does a good job. It does a really good job. Like the game is really good. Like I can definitely see myself doing a second playthrough of this after I, after I beat Miranda, like I've always been really thinking about maybe doing some casual speed runs of it because I usually like kind of, just to see how fast I can complete the game because I usually like doing that kind of stuff anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the game has its own in-game timer 
because uh, kind of lends itself to that. I feel like Resident Evil, the reason why it's one of the biggest like speedrunning games is because it kind of lends itself to being speed. Yeah, it speed embraces, running. I think it embraces those type of gamers for sure. Because there's all yeah. types of ways to be able to, to get through that game quick. Like, people are getting it down to under two hours. I think uh, I've seen Resident Evil 3 Remake done in like 50 minutes. Yeah. That fast, you know? Yeah, that's like that's like really quick. Mm-hmm. You see? So, it's definitely, I think... I think we said just about everything we can about the game. I think it's definitely a great game. If you if you're on the fence about buying it, definitely go and buy it. But you're gonna want to play Seven first because it's very connected to the story of Seven. Yeah, I will say that. Or, or you could just watch the the if you really don't feel like playing Seven, you can they give you a little bit of like the Ethan stuff where they do they do give you a little synopsis in like the it extras, hits uh, the it hits menu. better the story hits better. But I mean, if you're listening to this. You've already been spoiled on it anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Right. I don't think we really even need to say that. But, like, yeah, it does hit better if you've played 7 before. But if not, I think you can still get a good experience playing 8 from the jump. And I'd be curious to see how Jesse, because Jesse didn't play 7. So he's playing through 8. So I'm curious to see how the story hits him once he gets to the end. Right. Yeah, because in order to really kind of feel the punch at the end, like I said, with the twist that Ethan was dead the whole time, you kind of go through, I feel like it, it re- would really resonate better if you actually went through the whole ordeal of Seven, right? Because, uh-huh. like, Seven is, is like a, a whole experience in itself. The, yeah. And it kind of lends itself to this game. But you don't need to. Like, the to, like, really uh, to understand the story, like, yeah. they give you what you need to understand it. Yeah. But it just kind of feels different if you have played through Seven. So Yeah, for sure, man. Yep, you're right. Well, this has been Who's Next Podcast. Uh, I think we've done covered it on Resident Evil 8. That's our discussion of that. This is just a RE8-focused episode. So um, we'll definitely uh, follow up later with another one coming soon. should have movies and comics after this. And um, I'm trying to get us back to normal setting. So uh, my job has been here and there with me, so it's been a little difficult. But uh, thanks, Kev, for joining me. I'm glad we were able to knock it out. We didn't actually beat the game yet, so we will probably have another. Maybe next time we record, we'll just like kind of have a wrap up on the ending. It we won't get into yeah, because we'll, all we got to do is beat Miranda, just the last yeah. boss, and mm-hmm. we'll probably just talk about um, what her beating her fight was like, and like any. I hear there's an in-game cutscene. I haven't looked at what it is, but I hear there's a post-game cutscene, so we'll probably talk about that too. It sounds good. All right, man. Well, we'll go ahead and kill it. And um, we'll see y'all later. Later.